I was waiting for the part. Bo, 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 bo. But you didn't hear that part. You may be seated. You may be seated. Before I chase everybody out of here with my singing voice. Are you guys okay? Well, didn't the guy enjoy that worship session? Big ups to Faith and to Alicia. Right, that's good. That's good. That's good. Sometimes you just need to be free and just just allow the presence just to take over and just to consume you. And, and sometimes when that happens, a little bit of crazy comes out of us. You know? But it's good crazy. It's good crazy. So, so while I was, I was worshiping, um, God just has a funny sense of humor sometimes. And you know, for the past couple of weeks, we've been focusing, we are the light. And by the way, nobody of you shared your status this week. We are the light on WhatsApp or anything. But I've realized that with those words, we are the light, comes a magnitude of responsibility. Because being a light means that you have to suppress everything that you know is wrong to stand for a real God that is alive. And that becomes difficult when your own family, the people that is closest to you, is challenging you, is oppressing you. So as much as we are teaching, we are the light, it comes with a responsibility. And that responsibility is living truthfully and righteously before God. So while I was worshiping, God took me back to Genesis, and I don't know who this is for, but God took me to the story where Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. So when Eve ate of the fruit, nothing happened. The world was still the same. But the minute Adam ate, everything changed. And then both of them realized that they were naked. But what is amazing about that story is that they realized that they were naked and they took leaves and they covered themselves. And the Bible says that then God was looking for them and God couldn't find them. And he called out the name, Adam and Eve, where are you? And they were hiding away in the bushes. And I was standing there and I realized there's some of us here tonight that is hiding in the bushes. Even though God has given us everything, the ability to name things and to call things out of the heaven, but while he's looking, he's not finding us. I don't know who that is for, but he's looking for you and you are hiding away and he can't find you. But I believe tonight in this atmosphere, you're going to be found. And with that being said, that you are hiding your worship, you are hiding your prayer life, you are hiding your communication from God. And he's looking for your worship. And that song was so fitting, my hallelujah belongs to you. And he's looking for your worship. And if we want to be the light to others, we cannot hide our light 
from God. And leave it there, whoever that is for. I'll pray for you afterwards. I'll pray for you afterwards. I don't want to look at you, man, because I know who I'm talking to. <laughs> so I looked at my Bible. I'm not, I'm not a prophet, please. I'm not a prophet. But sometimes when you're in the atmosphere like that, God reveals certain things to you about certain people. So I know what he did last summer. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, um, just I just want to read three scriptures, and then I want to end with a story, and then we'll take it from there. So for the past couple of weeks, Pastor Clayton has been breaking down this theme, we are the light, and he spoke about the Genesis 1, verse 1, where God said, let there be light, and then light came into existence, and there was a bigger light for the sun, which we call the sun, and there was a lesser light for the evening, which is the moon. And then in Psalms 56, verse 13, if you can just go there, the Bible man, Psalms 56, verse 13. And if you can also after that find Isaiah 49, verse 6, and Isaiah 60, verse 1. And then we'll take it from there. 56, verse 13. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Well, not thou deliver. Yeah, this high English. Welt my feet from, deliver my feet from falling. Thou may walk before God in the light of the living. Sure. Come on, English anointing. In Jesus' name. Let me read in my Bible. For thou lamp. Is a light unto my feet and a light unto my path, in simple terms. Isaiah 49, verse 6. Isaiah 49, verse 6. 49, verse 6. Are we there? On the screen, TV, the remote is not working. 49, 6, Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah, it doesn't matter. Isaiah. It's my Bible. And he said, it is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel, I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles. Thou shalt mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. And Isaiah 60 verse 1, basically which says, 49 says, make you a light to the nations. I will make you a light to the nations. And Isaiah, Isaiah 60 verse 1. Mm-hmm. 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, There we go. Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. 
You can close your Bibles. So Psalm says that he is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Isaiah 49 verse 6 says, make a light. I will make you a light to the nations. And Isaiah 60 verse 1, arise, shine, for your light has come. So the significant thing about those three verses is that for the Bible going students is that every verse speaks about going somewhere. It speaks about movement. It's not stag stagnant. It speaks about movement. So close your Bibles. So first story first. In the book of Luke, the Bible says then that the angel of the Lord appeared to the sheep bearers or yeah, what to call it? Shepherds. Shepherds, yes. They appear to the shepherds, sheep bearers. I wasn't too far off. <laughs> appeared to the shepherds. And the angel of the Lord told the shepherds that tonight the king is going to be born and his name shall be Jesus. And then the Bible says that the shepherds then heard and they immediately got up and they went to Bethlehem. But the angel said this keywords that there will be a sign And what was that sign? A star. And what is a star? Is a light. <laughs> so, the angel told the shepherds that there will be a sign and you will see the sign clearly and it will be a star in the heavens. One story. Now we move to Acts chapter 3, I think it is. Then Saul finds himself on the road of Damascus. And if you know the story of Saul, he used to kill Christians. He used to slaughter Christians. And the Bible says that while he was on this road, a bright light came upon him. And it blinded him to the point that he fell to the ground. And then immediately a voice came. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Not my children, but persecuting me. Your light is a lamp unto my feet, to my path. Make me a light to the nations. Arise, shine, for your light has come. So if you had to put those two stories together, the one speaks about a future glory being born, coming into existence, Jesus Christ being born, and there will be a sign in the heavens that you shall follow. And this day you will know that Jesus is born. And Saul comes and he's doing what he thinks is right. In the eyes of his king. Killing Christians. And the light comes from the heavens. And blinds him. So I have a question. And, and this is an occupational habit. I always ask questions. Ask the guys in my disciple class. I am forever asking questions. I don't answer the questions. If the light in the Bible is so significant, and the one is that there shall be a sign that you will know this day that Jesus is going to be born. If I had to turn this around, if we had to be the sign, the star, would man know?
escolhas aí. If we had to be the sign, would men, would people, would our friends, would our family be able to see the sign that Jesus is in the area? That's a heavy thing. That's, that's, that's something hectic because the Bible says that I will make you a light to the nations. Arise, shine. But if we are supposed to be the light, but man cannot recognize that we are the light, then how are we going to? As much as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself because a lot of the times when we're traveling, we're in the train, we go to school, we go to college, we go to work, we just, we're on our phones, and people don't know that you're supposed to be the light. People don't know. For those who are close to me knows I'm a big joker. I'm a big joker. I love joking. I love joking all the time. It's my favorite hobby. But as much as I'm a joker, people should still be able to see. People should still be able to see that there's a light inside of this guy even though I joke like I'm getting paid no, Jean's getting paid for that people should still be able to see that I'm a light and this day there's a king of kings in your midst I'll make you a lamp unto my feet. I'll make you a light to the nations. Arise, shine. For your light has come. Second story. Saul on his road to Damascus. He was in the world. Unsaved. Didn't know Jesus. He might have heard about Jesus were the stories that was going around at that time. Thinking what is right in the sight of man, a bright light from the sky blinds him and he falls to the ground. My question is, if we're coming to the company of unsaved people, people that we don't know, does the light that is inside of us or upon us Blind them to the point that they cannot stand anymore but repent. Does the light that we're supposed to reflect, if we come into the presence of the unsaved that do not know Jesus, and that light blinds them to a point that they fall to the knees and begin to repent that he is king, that he is Lord. 
the Bible says, while Paul was on his knees, a voice came from heaven. Why are you persecuting me? And while you are in the presence, we are supposed to be the light. We're supposed to carry the light. We're supposed to be the sign. But we are hiding from God. It's not that our light is dumb. It's just that we don't want the light to shine. We want it to shine when it suits us. We want it to be evident when it suits us. When we prefer it to shine. Then we want it to shine. It's okay for our light to shine in youth because there's a lot of us. But when you're at school or when you come into a situation where your friend is battling with sexual identity or they're battling with fornication, are you the light or are you just silent? He's a lamp unto our feet. He wants to make your light to the nations. It's time that we arise and we shine so that the glory, not of us, not of apostle, not of the apostles, but that the glory of God can shine upon all of us. Upon all of us. It's a heavy word, it's a heavy pull to swallow because Man, Ashwin, you know what? Be, being a Christian, you know what? Sometimes it's a bit boring, man. <laughs> Among certain people. They won't think I can fit into the clip. They won't accept me the way that I want to be accepted. But we are past that phase. We are past that stage of being accepted because life is so short. I, man, I was reading in one town I was reading the voice of the son. In one town, three people in, of the same family got murdered. By different people. By different people. Three members of the same family got murdered by different people. So by a blink of an eye, we can be here now. I can just blink my eye and we will no longer be there. So I pray, Lord, while I'm still alive, make me a light. Don't make me super spiritual. Don't make me this Christian. Well, just make me a light. So that when people come into my presence, when people see me, they must feel so convicted that the glory of God will come upon them. And they will say, I want this that you have. And you just begin to pray for people and they fall out under the presence of God. But the light comes with responsibility. It comes with commitment. Coming to youth once a week is not going to cut it. Coming to church once a week is not going to cut it. But it's having a relationship with Jesus. The reason that God could come into the garden and look for Adam and Eve is because he had a relationship with him. And what was said about it was, he gave them the light, the tools, but they hid it away. I 
to know who I'm speaking to tonight. But God is saying it's a time for you to arise and shine so that the glory of God can come upon you because there's people depending on your light to shine so that they can be saved. So that they can know Jesus Christ. I want us all to stand. I want us all to stand. going to sing that song. If you feel that that this word was for you, if you feel that God is speaking to you, I know that God has been speaking to people because he confirmed it while I was worshiping. We're going to sing the song once or twice. And I just want you to come forward. We're not still going to make a long thing about it. If you need to repent, repent. If you want to commit your life, recommit your life, do that. But we're going to sing the song twice and then we're going to pray for a couple of you.
every eye closed, every hand lifted tonight. He's here tonight. He was here in our worship. He was here while we were speaking. I want to make two altar calls. One is, if you don't know Jesus, or if you have backslidden, or if you're not in the place that you're supposed to be, I just want to direct this. I just want you to come forward. I just want to pray for you. Every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. If you're not in the place that you're supposed to be spiritually, I want you to come and stand with me and pray. Just slip up your hand quick. Just slip up your hand. Is your Lord, we honor you. We worship. There's one hand. Is there another hand? Don't still wait. Just come to the front immediately. If that is you, just come. Just come. We just want to pray with you. If you're not in the place spiritually where you can be the light to somebody else, I just want you to come to the front. And I believe that God is going to touch you. God is going to bless you. Please don't stop playing. While you're in front, just raise your hands and you repent before God. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Please come into my life. I failed you. I used to know you at some point. I was like Adam and Eve. And I was hiding from you. But you know the amazing thing about God is He's a loving God. He's a merciful God. He throws away every wrong that we have done. But all that you need to do is just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Father, tonight we honor you. We worship you for your unfailing love. Lord, we thank you that you died on the cross for us. So that, so that we can have this opportunity to come before your throne of grace, Lord. And Lord, tonight we, Lord, we repent. We, we, we find ourselves at a different place tonight. But Lord, tonight your grace and your mercy is sufficient for our lives. And Lord, tonight we say sorry, Lord, for what you have done, for, for failing you, Lord. And Lord, tonight we ask that you will come into our lives again. Find your rightful place in our lives tonight. And Lord, I pray that you will touch them like never before. Lord, I pray that you, your light will shine upon their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray from the head to the foot. Lord, I pray where they might find themselves in the friendship circles. Lord, I pray that will touch them. So that people will know that you are living inside of them. And that you love them. Jesus' name, bless you. The Lord bless you. If you want to speak to a leader, leaders, just make yourself available. If you want to speak to a leader, please feel free to speak to a leader. We would love to pray with you. We would love to pray with you. Now that's
That's out of the way. That's out of the way. Second call is I'm to that person that I spoke to. You are hiding your prayer life. You are hiding your gifts. You are hiding your talents. Every eye closed. It is a serious moment. If that is you and you find yourself in a place where you are hiding, you are saved. You are saved. You know Jesus. But you find in your pla- yourself in a place where you feel that you're insignificant. Even thoughts of suicide came into your head. Thoughts of unworthiness. You, you've, you've been praying, but it seems like the prayer is just hitting the ceiling and it's bouncing back. You've been doing the right things, but it seems like it's not even working. And for that reason, you feel that you are hiding from God, but he's here tonight. He's saying, you know, I love you. I want to use you. I want you to rise and be the light that I've called you to be. I even see you crying at work sometimes. I even see you crying when you're alone. If that is you, I want you to come to the front. I would love to pray with you. I would love to pray with you. God is wanting to use you like never before. And I promise you, after tonight, you're going to see an acceleration of his glory tonight. If that is you, please come to the front. Thank you. There's one. There's another one. If, if there's more, if you feel that the Lord spoke to you in that manner, please raise your hands. Please raise your hands. And also, Matthew to just come and pray for him. The most important thing about this altar call is that God sees you when you think that nobody sees you. I want you to look at me real quick. He sees you when you think that nobody's seeing you. And don't be surprised that when you leave here tonight that you will have an encounter with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit like never before. Sometimes it's difficult because you think that your family is against you and all of these other things is against you, but God is going to use you in the midst of your situation. He's going to blow your mind to what he's going to do. I'm not one to speak prosperity and to speak those type of things. But I promise you, just because he sees your heart, he's going to do it for you. So just raise your hands, close your eyes. And you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you not because we are worthy to, but because of your sacrifice. Lord, they know you and they understand you and they've been going through Troubles. They've been going through lack and they, they, they look at the promise which you have bestowed before them, but they, they cannot seem to reach there. Lord, may whatever is happening in their mind be the place of their renewal right now. Because it's there that everything happens, whether it be on the spiritual or on the physical. Lord, touch their hearts, send Send your Holy Ghost in their lives. 
send the spirit which lives within them ignited Lord through the blood which you shed on the cross of Calvary Lord activate their spirit so that they may, may be a light unto the world according to Matthew 5 Lord may they go and be evangelists like none other by just stepping into a place and changing the atmosphere. Lord, every promise that you have bestowed on each of their lives, whether their family says it cannot happen, whether their friends says it cannot happen, whoever speaks against them, Lord, against you they speak because the promise which you have laid on their lives, it is yes and it is amen, in Jesus Christ, in his death and in his resurrection. And Lord, may their fires burn like that of Jeremiah. May it burn in their bones. May it, may it ignite tonight like never before. Lord, you are able to break their hearts and you are able to remold it in the way that you want it to be molded tonight. May they know you like never before. May they know you like the disciples and the apostles knew you in the book of Acts in chapter 1. Where on the 10th day, on the day of Pentecost, you sent the Holy Ghost. And you ignited something in their lives to go and to speak the gospel. And may they be the first batch that's about to leave Hill City tonight to go and be a light unto the world. Lord, the same thing I speak over every person here tonight. May we leave here like a Jeremiah with a fire in our bones. With the Holy Ghost. Lord, send the fire from heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, do I pray this with much love, with much thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm.